Hello everyone, welcome back to the Worldview Minute, a ministry of Christ Bible Church in St. Paul, Minnesota. As we began in the first episode with the God who creates, we now move to the God who speaks. Not just that God creates, but how does he create? And the opening chapters of Genesis show us the God who speaks. He says, let there be light, and boom, there is light. Let there be uh, creeping and crawling things on the ground, and then boom, creeping and crawling things of the ground come out, because God's word It brings about new realities. And we have at this very beginning, not just the God who creates, but the God who speaks to his creation and even speaks through his creation. And there really are two distinct ways in which the Lord God speaks uh, in the first couple chapters of Genesis. And that first way of speaking is what we just talked about, that God's speech brings things into existence. And the second is that he gives instruction, that he says to Adam, Eat of this or of these trees, but don't eat of that tree. That is the one tree you cannot eat of. He says, Adam, do this. Adam, don't do that. Adam, name the animals. Adam, I have made this woman for you. He gives instruction to the creation that he brought about through uh, his words and his communication. And this lays the groundwork for us for at least two realities about the way that uh, God speaks. And the first is that God's speech is effective. That it always accomplishes that which he intends it to accomplish. That his word never returns void. When he says, let these things come into existence, he gets exactly what he wants. Those things come into existence. That there is power in the words of God. And we see a haunting trace of this throughout so many of our mythologies, so many even of the modern stories that we like to read and watch on television today. That if you find the right words, that if you find maybe the original name of something, if you find the right incantation, that you will find the words that have power through spells or or whatever else uh, the story is trying to use, that there is this, this hint that words are something different, that there's a power to words. And I think that goes back to the God who speaks, the God who used words to create this universe. And then you have that second form of speech in the opening chapters, that God's word gives instruction. It offers definition. It defines what is good. It defines what is true, what is beautiful. When God says, don't do this, he is eliminating or he's laying the boundaries for us of what is good and what is evil, what is righteous and what is wicked. That God's word is not only powerful, but it offers a standard by which we can come to understand everything. And this establishes for us two important, two very important worldview truths. Right. What does this mean, the God who speaks? The God who is not only there, but the God who is not silent, the one who speaks to us in his creation. What does that mean for us as we build the Christian worldview? Well, first, it means that God it can be known. That God speaks and he assumes, and when God assumes something, it's true. He assumes that when he speaks, that he will be understood. When he says to Adam, don't do this and do do this, he assumes that Adam will know exactly what he means. God gave us his word, and even though we're post-fall now, that God's word can pierce through our sin, it can pierce through our cultural differences, it can pierce through all of those things, and God speaks knowing that he can be known, expecting that we will rightly understand the words that he has given to us. And of course, sin messes with all of that to some extent, but the, the underlying truth remains the same. God speaks because he expects us to understand what he has said. And second, this also then establishes for us that the process of communication, especially us as humans who are, who are image bearers, is not futile. 
if you dive deep into linguistic studies or any other sociological study today, there's a debate going on about whether or not communication actually corresponds with reality, whether or not we can actually really know one another uh, through words and through communication, or if this is all just a, some societal or individual construct and that we don't really know reality and we don't really know one another. But Christianity lays this foundation that words matter. Words are to correspond with reality. They are to be used in a truthful way. And that words and communication between image bearers does allow us to actually know what one another means. Yes, this is difficult. Yes, it is hard sometimes. But because we are like God, we can communicate in such a way that we can be known and know one another. And all of this is because there's a God who not only creates, but a God who speaks, who has then made man in his image. So that's another important uh, worldview foundation for Christians in creation. God speaks, and he expects us to understand him, and he also expects us to be able to communicate well and understand one another. I invite you to like, share, and comment on this video as we continue to walk through the various stages of building the Christian worldview.